0: Welcome back to another episode of Everybody's Got a Podcast. This is, uh, well, the final episode you're going to hear on this microphone, uh, because soon I will be going back to Russia, and you'll be able to hear me on my regular microphone, which, of course, is much better than this one. This one is still pretty good, um, and I will be using it for guests and things like that, and, you know, people you know and love while listening to this. Uh, But, uh, so, yeah, we'll be back to the old one soon. So, anyways, let's get into this one. Okay, so today's episode is going to be, well... Again, it's going to be more of a serious one. I think I'm going to start taking these in more of a serious direction rather than just simply having fun uh, because, well, I want these to be educational because I, I'm a teacher and I like to educate. Um, so I will be trying to do uh, things about education and things about the world of education in general, teachers and students and learning and everything you know that you want to do with that. So if you like education stuff, this will be the podcast to listen to, not only and solely because there are many many podcasts out there that are much better than this one. But you know, once you've listened to those, you can go ahead and listen to this one. <laughs> You'll have stuff to listen to, and it'll be good. It'll be good. So, all right. Anyway, so you may have read the title already, so you know what this episode is about. This one is going to be about affordable education, which of course we don't have in America, and they do have in many other countries. Now, of course, you may say, well, we do have state schools in America. We do have public schools where the students don't pay anything, and that. It is true but it does end at 12th grade and it's kind of lacking in many things. Now, it's not the worst in the world. Of course, it's it's decently good and you know, if you go to an American school, you're going to get a reasonably decent education if you pay attention. Um but that's not what this is about. I'm going to be talking about tertiary education. So that's going to be things like uh, community college, university, anything that comes after 12th grade. Um because Well, 12th grade is well, K through 12 is already sorted, um, so we don't really need to talk about that all that much. Although I will get into that in future episodes um, about what I think should be done with K through 12. But uh, once I get back to America, I will be teaching probably K through 12, so you know I'll be uh, more knowledgeable at that point. At this point, I don't really have any intimate knowledge of that, so I won't comment just yet. So anyways, let's go ahead and get into this about how affordable education will save the world. Of course, that is a dramatic title, and that's on purpose. You know, the, the purpose is to drag you in, um, to make you go, what? <laughs> so maybe it did, maybe it did, not I don't know. Um, but you're here, and you're listening, so, you know, you probably have an opinion on that, and that's great. And maybe you disagree with me, that's totally fine, you're welcome to tell me about that. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and explain my point, and at any point, you're welcome to stop uh, and send me a message on what you think about the podcast, or what you think about the topic in general. Hopefully you enjoy it. Anyways, let's get into this. Okay, so let me go ahead and go through a few disclaimers before I get into this. Uh, The first one is going to be about, well... Okay, so this isn't factual, I mean, this is, well, this is information, this is real information, this is my opinion, right? I'm going through this as an opinion piece. Um, I was originally going to write these as articles, but I think I prefer to do them spoken instead. Um, Obviously, the train of thought is going to be a bit more out there. It's not going to be as formatted and as uh, well put together as a strictly written article, but I think I prefer to do it this way. I think this is um, a more accessible medium anyways, so... Let's go ahead and uh, well just remember it's my opinion right and I'm sharing my opinion anybody else can share their opinion as well. of course it's always welcome um, and I'm happy to talk about it and discuss it and what people think Now this of course is about not necessarily ideal worlds but about um, kind of kind of dreaming situations kind of coming up with ideas in the way that i would like to go forward with this not necessarily what i think exactly what will happen but kind of the dream situation in which i could go forward in every step and how i think that would affect uh the country instead of just simply going about what what i think would actually factually really happen so i don't know why i said actually factually i hate that phrase but anyways um so yeah just remember that this is my opinion and it's about what i think could be done best at each step so now let's get into some more things as well. So what do I mean by free education? I mean free education on the part of the student, meaning the student doesn't pay money to attend university. Now I'm I don't know if I feel like totally free education about that. Maybe reduced costs is the best way to start. Um, of course, making it affordable, right? Now affordable will be the name of the title. I will be discussing affordable education and of course reduced costs and and free education and things like that throughout this. Um, So free education and what I mean is in terms of the student, of course the government has the money to pay for this stuff and we'll talk about that in a bit, Um, but I mean free for the point of the student. The student doesn't pay anything or much to be able to attend university. Okay. So now let's go ahead and talk a few figures real quick. I don't normally bring in figures into this. Uh, I normally just like to talk about stuff, but let's talk about a few figures real quick. So uh, so now 80 billion, that's how much the United States government spends every year on education. Now that might sound like a lot, but if, I mean, if you think about it, like think about the stimulus packages that were passed for coronavirus. Those were in the trillions of dollars, right? Like the amount of money that was just given to everybody was in the trillions of dollars right now imagine we all got let's say well it was 1200 600 and 1400 for the stimulus checks now that's not a whole heck of a lot of money now imagine 80 billion instead right because those for the money for the people was like one trillion or something 800 million out of that uh, 800 billion out of that three and a half trillion or whatever it was right and that's all the money that was given to us 80 billion a year compared to that. That's like 10% or 5% depending on how you look at it or less than that being spent on education. So if we have all that money, why is it not being spent on education? Why is it being that cost being put on the students then? Clearly there's enough money to be able to do the reduced cost education, but it's just not happening. Why is that? Now, of course, everybody has their own different thoughts on that. I have my own thoughts on that. My thoughts is are that, well, I think it's kind of intentional. I think there's a reason, of course um that they don't spend it on the students and the students have to pay it because why would they you know it's it's kind of a business to a lot of people and they want to make money off of universities that's it's like um yeah they make you spend so much money so you well I mean it's they make you spend so much money because they want you to spend so much money. they want you to kind of be in debt after you finish university because, well, then you have to go get some sort of crappy job and you have to work for some other sphere. I, you know, I'm not insinuating that I think everybody's in everybody's pockets, but of course, well, you know, it's your decision to make. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's a big thing. So why is it that only $80 billion a year is being spent on the education system? The military, the United States military gets 10 times that much, almost tr- a trillion dollars, $800 billion. So why are we spending 10 times that much on a war that we just pulled out of, right? Everything's done, so now I think there's even no excuse going forward. If we've just pulled out of Afghanistan, if we pulled out of all that stuff, that money should be going towards education, but I don't think they want to because I think there's a lot of people that don't want that because now you might be thinking, do people really think that education will make people smart? Yes, yes they do. Why, why is that bad though? Because uh, for a lot of people it isn't bad, being smart is good, however, I think in the last few years we've all met some people who think that um, higher education is mind controlling people, <laughs> which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. You know, When I was in university they taught me uh, history and they taught me English and they taught me you know, all the stuff that I wanted to learn while I was there. They didn't, they didn't tell me to go be a communist, they didn't tell me to you know, get brainwashed by the liberal left. No, that doesn't happen. But what does happen is that you learn to kind of interact with your fellow people and you interact with your fellow students. So that is possibly where it comes from. You just get a heart. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah. So let's go back to the money. Let's go back to the talking about it. So, like, that's the base of this whole thing. The money is the is the root of the evil of the problem. Because if money if money wasn't involved, then it wouldn't be such a big bad business. And let me get into that. So now. Where do I start with this? It, it, it's it's hard to explain because there's a lot of it and I don't really want to start in the wrong place. But so we'll go ahead and say that we'll start with the argument that, you know, if everybody has a college degree, then nobody has a college degree, which I think is ludicrous. I think it's a ridiculous statement to say because, well, college isn't like having a having a degree from university isn't supposed to be a ticket. It's not a ticket to your better life. It's supposed to be about education. It's supposed to be about learning. Now, Is it like that right now? I think many people would argue argue that it isn't. And as someone who attended university and graduated six years ago, I would say that it kind of is. It's it's halfway because I learned a lot of useful things in there. And I always say that you know if you go to university and the only thing you do is graduate, then you've only completed about fifty percent of university. There's there's a huge social aspect to university, and kind of looking at a university degree as a ticket to I don't know a professional field a career then you've kind of missed a lot of the part of university and I think a lot of people are wasting their time in university if that's all they think and it's kind of a shame because there's so many people out there who do want to go to university they want to be able to study in university and they want to you know kind of further their education and expand their mind and learn a lot but they can't because of the money well and that's the thing, and that goes back to the root of the problem: how like people think of it as a ticket, because it's not just people that think of it as a ticket. It's it's employers too, and I'm not saying employers aren't people, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like the higher hire, ers versus the higher ease right? The employers versus the employees. Everybody thinks of it as a ticket to a higher field and more money, and that's the problem. Because as long as we think of it like that, then it's just going to continue to get more and more expensive. That is where we're gonna continue to run into these problems because it isn't like that. Now, the inevitable future is that soon everybody will have a bachelor's degree. Kind of trying to stave that off is just delaying the inevitable. And I think we need to prepare for that because if we're not prepared for that, then we are, well, then we're really setting ourselves up for failure because it's the same with automation. I I have my opinions about automation as well. And that's it, it's also inevitable, and if we don't prepare for it, then it's just going to be harder to transition to it. Now, in the world, there's you know seven odd billion people, soon to be eight billion people, and that's that's a lot of people. You know, in, in 1900 it was like two billion people, so it's it's quite, almost quadrupled in the last 150 years or so, 100 years, 150 years, right? And same thing with university students. I bet there's more people going to university now than had ever gone to university by the time of, like, 1900. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a hyperbole, but you kind of get the point. There's just so many, so much more people now that kind of trying to continue to value the bachelor's degree like that is It's a futile battle because you, it, it doesn't really mean that much these days, you know? These days, bachelor's degree doesn't make you better. It makes you equal. That's the problem because... It's basically like if you have a bachelor's degree, you get to enter the field. Not of your career, but I mean the field of battle where you want to get a job. Um, and if you don't have a bachelor's you just can't even enter the battlefield, you know? It's like you can't even fight for the job, even though you want to. And you're probably pretty talented, you know? like and, and you have all these aspirations and dreams, but you can't do it because you don't have that piece of paper that costs a lot of money and puts you in debt for the next 20 years. It's ridiculous. So... Where can we go for this? How can we prepare for this? So, the idea of making university affordable to everyone um, who wants to attend, I I think will make everyone better off. Because now we're first going to start with the knowledge part of this. Now, if everybody is able to attend university, that means that once people graduate... I think that that'll mean that it'll be easier to find the people who are better because then you're not just stuck with people who had the money to go to university but anybody who was good enough to get into university means that they were good enough to graduate hopefully and hopefully i i would assume that you know having it more free and based off of your merit instead of your money then you could assume that if someone has let's say a bachelor's in uh, chemical engineering, then you know that they're probably pretty good because they were able to get into university and study for free. And also, they were able to complete the degree because, well, now everybody in there is smart, you know. And as a teacher, I can tell you when I have a class of people who are smart, it pushes me as well. Because, you know, when, when a class, when, when you have students who aren't as good, you know, you start with the basics and you go from there and you go slowly over time. But with smart people, it's really fast. There's a lot of information to it, you know. And if everybody in there is 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 there because they earn their place, then I would say that would lead to better outcomes from university because, well, you just have a whole cycle of people going through who are better. Now, I don't want to talk about university as a singular entity because it's not. You know, there's many different universities. There's there's high level universities, there's low level universities, and I'll get into who qualifies for what later. You know, um, but it it is it is a question we have to answer. You know how. Well, let's say who gets into what university. Something to think about for a little bit. Anyways, so I think, as I said before, it it turns it more into a meritocracy rather than a I don't know a moneyocracy because I mean that's how it is now. You know, it's like if like I almost feel like I probably shouldn't have gone to university when I went, and I and I really kicked myself into gear when I was in university now, and I. I deserve to have the degrees that I have, but, you know, when I went to university, I was quite lazy, you know? In in this system, I wouldn't have gotten into university if I'd been that lazy. But, however, if I had, you know, if I had grown up in a system where I knew that I had to be good to get into university, then I probably would have pushed myself more. I probably would have pushed myself to learn. Now, of course, this goes back to the whole system of K through 12. Is it good enough? Probably not at the moment. It needs to kind of be, be... you know, looked at again and kind of reformatted into a better way that makes people want to learn. But I think this could be a whole, I think this could be a whole thing we could do in the next, I don't know, 50 years. I think there could be a whole, I don't want to say revolution, but there could be a whole, you know, revitalization of the education system because, well, it doesn't doesn't teach people to learn right now. Anyways, let's go back to this. So another benefit is that it also allows you to make the connections that you uh, need because there are these people that we, you know when you go to university and everybody there is pretty good because they got in because they deserve it then you know if you're able to go there and you're able to meet people who are who are similar to you or different than you you know let's say for example you know you go in there as a, a music major and you know you're there because you're good but you can also make friends who are you know it's just like normal education now just like normal university now you can make friends with people from all different walks of life but now these people are there because they want to be there, and they're, they're there because they are, well, they earn their spot, and I feel like that would make for better connections, because now you know, it's like the people you're talking to, or, you know, they, they like what they do, and, they, and they're and they not going to, you know, end up being some guy that just kind of, I don't know, eh, through life, and just doesn't really provide, I don't want to say provide value, because your friends don't aren't supposed to provide value to you, but, I mean, I think, it would just provide an all-around better uh, like experience in university in terms of socialization because you would meet people who you know want to be there and you know people who don't want to be there don't have to be there they can go elsewhere or you know i mean it's not like let's just say that like the free university would mean no private universities it could be private universities anyways so i think just in general it'll make it for a better more well-rounded experience in university I don't know. So, anyways, let's go ahead and talk about who can get into what school. So, how can people determine what school they will get uh, put into? Not put into, but be able to apply for. Now, the system that I've thought of is based on, of course, meritocracy. It has to do with K-12 education system. Now as i said before the k12 k through 12 education system is its own can of worms and it needs to be looked at itself but for now we could use it as a starting point so i mean the general idea is that people who are really good let's say for example we're still using the you know 4.0 grade point average system the gpa system Let's say someone who gets a 3.5 is able to choose kind of any university they want to go. They, they have that opportunity to study for free at any university they want to because they have the good grades. Now, let's say, for example, if someone gets a 2.0, barely passing, then does that mean that they won't be able to study for free? No, I think they should still be able to study for free because if they want to, right? But, you know, of course, their, their choices are a bit more limited. You know, we're, we're community colleges and things like that form it. That's where they come from, you know, not where they come from, but that's where they would fit into the system is that you would kind of have like, you know, the, the Harvard's and the Yale's and stuff like that would be able to be more picky with this because, you know, the people who got those 3.5s, they did it because they wanted to study hard and they wanted to study at those universities, you know, like, because when I was in school, it was like basically if you had under a three, you almost couldn't even get into university. You had to try really, really hard or be really, really good at the SATs and ACTs, which I don't like very much. Um, So, yeah. So, of course, meritocracy would be the way to go with this in terms of sorting people into higher level or lower level uh, universities. And like it would still allow everybody to study um, if they wanted to, you know, but it would kind of help ease the infrastructure because it would spread people out and you wouldn't have as much of the mixing um, and you could, like, and let's say, for example, you know, if you got a 3.5 and you attended this university that only accepts those people, you would know that you're probably getting into good classes and good lessons and things like that because you know that these people are there because they tried really hard. Now, let's ignore the whole private university thing for now because that's not really a part of what I want to talk about. But you know, it's still like uh, it's the same thing with like healthcare, you know, just because there is a free version or a reduced cost version doesn't mean the private uh, version can't still exist. Okay, so now what else could be used? Well, I was thinking also projects, right? So let's say for example universities who want to try to determine what kind of students that they would accept into the universities, they could have some sort of project list that you know, you could submit with your application or let's say for example after you apply for it, let's say You have the 3.0 and you want to attend some sort of state university and they say, okay, well, here's a bit of a project list that we would like you to attempt or some kind of questions or some sort of test where it would kind of show your knowledge. And I think, I think projects are the best way to do it because, you know, with tests, with online tests, they're very boring and they don't really show skill very well. I don't, I don't like tests kind of in general, um, but I think a project could be a, a great way to do it because then, you know, let's say for example it's like as an engineer they have you do some basic coding and they have to do some basic, uh, you know, fluid mechanics or you know, just something that like your average high schooler would be able to do, something you'd be able to expect a high schooler to be able to do. Nothing that you need, of course, university level knowledge to do because, well, that's where you're going. You're going to university. And I think this would be a great way of not necessarily weeding out. I don't like the phrase weeding out. But I think it would be a great way of showing, you know, who is really interested in it. Because, you know, sometimes just simply the difficulty or the effort that's required to be put into these things kind of, you know, sorts people out. It kind of, you know, shows you who really wants to be there. Because, as I said before, when I started university, I I just took the test, I just did my grades, and I just showed up. I didn't really care that much when I got there. And, of course, as I said, it all changed when I was there. But, had I known that there was going to be a lot of effort required into this, I think I would have tried a lot harder in school. And I think many people would as well. Now, the only sole motivation factor being difficulty is not a great one. You know, it should kind of come from an internal thing of people wanting to be good at it. But... I think people should have the option, if they're smart, if they have the initiative and the effort and they want to do it, I think that should be an option for everyone. Okay, so infrastructure, of course, is always going to be the biggest problem. And, you know, How are you going to be able to sort that out? Well, you know, that's a big question, isn't it? It's a really big question. I haven't worked on everything yet, but I think the biggest way, of course, is just simply spreading it out and kind of making it, you know. More difficult to get into the higher level ones, and more accessible for the lower level ones. And I think that would also kind of push the initiative of building more schools everywhere. So you know, for example, in case someone um, you know can only get into a smaller school, but you know, let's say there's only schools an hour away from their little town, but you know, let's say for example they have the there's there's money for it and they're able to build smaller universities for those types of people, then I think it can kind of push the infrastructure into smaller towns. Okay. So let me get into the big question of this. Where does this all go? Why? What's the what's the kind of the butterfly effect of all of this stuff? Well, in my opinion, everything. <laughs> of course, it's a big answer, but you know, I, I think it would definitely affect everything. Because the biggest motivation for people graduating university now to find a big job is of course to pay off their student loans and that's a terrible motivation to get a big job because well you don't actually get to use that money do you and that money doesn't really get used in my opinion i think i think a lot of that money just kind of gets held on to by the companies that that, take it you know i'm not going to call it any names but like they don't really add value using that money they just take that money it just gets kind of sucked into a void now I think a lot of money is wasted in that fact. I think that if, let's say for example, the average person is paying four or 500 dollars a month in terms of student loans. I don't know the exact number, but it seems pretty reasonable. and Because that's roughly how much I have to pay. And so I think that if that money was actually returned to the student's pocket or reduced by a lot, by 80%, then imagine that. Imagine if everybody all of a sudden had $300 more per month to spend. This isn't free government money. This was just their money to start with. Money that they didn't have to spend on university. I think everybody likes a discount, right? So why not have a discount on schools where it matters the most? So for example, let's say if everybody only graduates with, let's say, I don't know, two or three thousand dollars in debt, people aren't gonna be needing eighty thousand dollars right out the gate. They don't need eighty thousand dollars after they finish university because they don't have to, right? Because if you only have no if you well, let's say if you have no debt then you know you can get a $40,000 a year job no problem because you don't have to pay $500 a month to a wasted void you get to keep that money you get to spend it you get to spend it on your family your friends having a good time repairing your house getting a new car going on vacations enjoying life a lot more right now that money's just sucked into a void and that's also just kind of the butterfly effect of everything if people need less salaries, they need smaller salaries out of the gate, then people are able to do more jobs that they want to. You know, For example, if you have a degree in business, but let's say you want to start your own business, but you can't do that because you have $50,000, 100000 in student loans to pay back. You can't start a business that. You're just in too much debt. You're not, you're not going to be able to do that unless you have some sort of massive investor project that's kind of, you know, some, some sort of, what are they called, seed funds or something like that. If you don't have that, you're not going to be able to do that. It favors people who have lots of money. And I think that's many of the people who think of university as a ticket to kind of a better career are people who already have money. They don't, they don't think about it as, the, as, I don't know, from the perspective of people who don't have money. Because right now it's, it's not seen as a ticket, it's seen as more of a barrier for those types of people. And, you know, if people don't have so much debt out of university, they're able to do all sorts of different things right you're able to just enjoy life and spend it on the economy because you know if the economy is worth several you know what's it like the GDP is like 18 trillion 20 trillion dollars or something like that but let's say you know what's it like over a trillion dollars in debt and student loans like imagine if all of a sudden a trillion dollars was flooded back into the economy because people had been able to or or over the years a trillion dollars had been kind of you know trickling into the economy it would be so much better for everyone you know because then there would also be less stress. You know, debt leads to stress. And, and less stress means less violence, less crime probably, less anger, less fighting. You know, there's just so much good that could be had from reducing the cost of university. I think it would genuinely save the world. If people didn't have to earn so much money because they had so much debt, they wouldn't be stuck in like on, on the ever-burning treadmill of, of money to debt to job to whatever to death. Right, that just—it's not the way to live, you know. If you look at Europe, if you look at places where they do have free university, when people graduate, they don't have as much stress as they do in America because they don't have to worry as much. You know, like if, if you go to university in Norway and you graduate, you can you can accept a job making you know a couple, you know, well, I don't know the conversion to corona, but let's say let's say the equivalent of like thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand dollars a year because you don't have to pay that much. You know, doctors don't need. Incredible salaries and therefore healthcare education healthcare can go down. Teachers don't need as high you know, education can go down. People don't need as much money, just the cost of things would probably go down because people wouldn't need to charge so much. You know, if doctors didn't have three hundred thousand dollars in debt or five hundred thousand dollars in debt when they finished, they wouldn't need to charge, you know, ten thousand dollars for whatever dental procedure you do because you know it's unnecessary. It, it, people wouldn't be able to pay it. People wouldn't want to pay it because it's ridiculous, right? And we all know it's ridiculous right now. But I think it would just lead to just such an overall benefit to everyone in general. Because, well, people would just have more money. It would make the world a bit more equal. Or at least America would more equal. Because then it wouldn't be such a barrier. It wouldn't be such a wall between, you know, having a decent life. and not. It's not even having a decent life. It's just having life in general just having a university degree it means so much right now but it means so little as well why is that why do we value it so much when it doesn't really mean that much you know all these people i bet 50 80 percent of people well, maybe not 80 but 50 60 percent of people who went through university don't even care they don't remember the stuff that they did they didn't want to go to university but they did anyways because it's like their ticket to getting a job because their parents told them because that's what you know employers tell people that's what everybody tells everybody is that you need to get a university degree so you can get a good job but it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous that that system exists and it doesn't need to exist the cost of university needs to go down and i think that is something we should do in the future now okay so how do we change this now it's a two step process. And the first part is the hard part because, well, it's the hard part. And the next part's also the hard part. <laughs> but so the first part is a mental change. Everybody needs to stop thinking about university as a ticket. You know, don't think about it as a ticket, as an entry to the, to the pearly gates of having a job because it, it's not. We've wasted university if we think like that because that's not what university is for. It's not, it's not, it's for expanding your mind, it's for being a better person. And we need to stop thinking like that, because if we th- as long as we think like that, it's, it's just going to be seen as a ticket. It's just going to be seen as a barrier to block people out from getting good jobs because, I t- I, for whatever reason, people do it. We need to get rid of that idea. Then, only then, can we start on the next one, which is the political action. Now, of course, that's always the big one, political action. This isn't a left thing, this isn't a right thing, this isn't an everybody thing right so don't think about oh it's the liberals it's the conservatives it's whoever doing this no it's it's for you it's for everybody like i don't care what your political leaning is if university costs less your life will be better i promise absolutely promise you can believe me just believe me you know i feel like i know what i'm talking about and if i'm wrong then we made the world better for nothing i don't think so i think this could either be good or it could be the same so we'll have to see from there. Because I, I I don't see any foreseeable future where having a reduced cost university would be bad for America. Because right now it's it's ridiculous. The the situation is absolutely ridiculous. This is education is not about making massive profits. It's not about profits in general. It's about teaching people. It's about educating people, making the world smarter. If the world's smarter, we wouldn't have people taking horse dewormers to fight coronavirus, right? We would have you know, people smart enough to get a vaccine and to wear a mask and to stop ruining everything. I, I, you know, a smarter world's a better world. People who are smart—I'm I'm sure there's—I'm not going to get into the statistics of, of what smarter people do versus what less educated people do because that—that's a whole other debate, and it's not for this type. Of, that's a political, that's a sociological thing, and just in general, the world. I promise you, doesn't matter who you are, what you do. Where you are in this world, reduce cost edu- if you're American. You know, this is for American people usually, but the top, I mean, for kind of the impact of it. But in general, you know, I'm, I'm sure your country maybe could use also some reformation in terms of education. Every, I think everybody, probably every country does. Um, but, you know, this is for everybody. just For the world. Let's make the world a better place. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> You know, it's 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 a pretty rough world out there right now, right? And the last thing we need to do is worry about money. The last thing we need to do is worry about education, because education's for everyone. And that's something I will take to me to the grave, you know. For the next however many years that I live, hopefully many, I will always think of education as uh, for everyone, not for people who can afford it. So, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Please share it with your friends. Um, you're welcome to... Uh, Send it to anybody or send me a message, you know, depending on what you think about uh, all of this. If you have some uh, opinions, you agree, go ahead. You can tell me if you disagree, let me know and I'll be happy to chat about it. You know, if I missed anything, let me know if you um, if you liked it. Let me know if you didn't like it. Let me know Uh, if there's something you'd like to add. Let me know. Um, And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you're doing well. I hope everything's going well for you. And uh, thank you and goodbye.